Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is La Vialva, and I am an extreme extrovert. It has been about 14 days now since I am sober. And, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm feeling pretty confident in myself. I think everybody, um, when they're first going through sobriety, has this thought like... Oh, I can, I'm do. I'm good, I can do it. Like, you know, I don't have to ever go back there. I feel like, I feel entitled right now. And I haven't had any, like, cravings or anything like that. No real mood swings. So that's always kind of nice. I just feel calm and collected. And because the gyms are all closed down, of course, it's... <laughs> I was, I was uh, laughing with one of my friends, and uh, she was saying, "Of course, the week that I woke, like I woke up early, and worked out three days in a row. Of course, the gyms are gonna close down now, huh?" I was like, "Yep, of course they are. <laughs> That's just how it works. That's just how it works, man." But life is very interesting. I feel like. Life is just going very slow for me. And because um, one of my other jobs shut down because of COVID, I only really have two jobs now. So I feel like I have a lot of free time on my hands. I'm going to try not to, um, you know, get too bored or, you know, <laughs> get in too much trouble with all this time on my hands. Um, But... Anyway, it is getting colder in the season, and when it gets colder, I always tend to go for, like, warmer, like, heavier drinks. When I say drinks, I mean, like, coffee, hot chocolate, mocha. I'm not a mocha person. I really don't drink really sweet coffees, but when it becomes, get like, like this, when it gets really cold... I, like, want something warm, like a mocha. I have a lot of, like, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience in, like, being a barista, but I was a barista at the airport um, before all this COVID shit happened. One of my side gigs. And I was thinking of going back and kind of, like, going back to a coffee shop just for a side gig. Because that way I can be busy over the winter, and that way I can, you know, do what I love. And most places that I've worked with coffee give you free coffee, and I need a place to fuel my addictions. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, if that was the case, I would fucking work at a bar. And I have, I have worked at a bars. Um, but coffee shops are just funner. Of course you get the weird, like, every once in a while, like, people that are assholes to you are really, like, specific about what they want in their coffee. And I personally never let that really get to me, because I was like, honestly, it's not really a big deal. Especially when I worked at Terminal 1 at the airport. I was like, no one has time to, one, have a complicated order, and two... No one really has time to complain, because you can complain if you want and miss your plane. But everyone, literally, <laughs> like, 
just gets their shit and leaves. That's the one thing I loved about the airport. Like, because everyone's probably been to a coffee shop where you sit down and, you know, someone's got to wait the table or, like, clean the table or something. Not at the airport, not at where I was working. Just give the people their coffee and leave. And that was awesome. It was like, hello, have a good day, bye. And I loved that. It was just not really that personal. And I made the time go by really fast. Um, I really do miss working at the airport sometimes. Just because of the fast pace. I like fast paced jobs. Otherwise my brain just like sticks in one area and I just can't think of anything to do. Oh god. It's a little dark outside now. Once October hits, I get this, like, weird fascination with, like, you know, horror films and, like, scary movies. But it also kind of fucks me up. (laughs) I can't watch too many of those because I'm, like, here, you know, walking in the dark and it's, like, creeping me out. But it really, it, it shouldn't be that scary. You know, where I am, it's not really that bad. People don't jump people too often. But they do. Smells like a campfire. I wonder who's having a party. (laughs) They should invite me. Do you ever smell a campfire when you're walking home from work and you're like, God damn it. Can someone invite me, please, to their fucking house party? Mm -mm -mm. I know I'm sober, but I can eat your hot dogs still. And your barbecue. (laughs) I think that's one thing that I've realized that as a person that has been practicing sobriety is it's okay not to really be involved in everything. I think when I was younger it worried me a lot more when people would not invite you places. You know when you're young, you're like 15, someone's like it's your it's your best friend's birthday and they're like, "Oh, my mom said I can only invite 10 people. Sorry, I guess you can't come." Like I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but that shit sucks because you're like, oh my god, I wasn't invited, I wasn't cool enough. Then once you get older, you're like, oh, thank god, they canceled, that means I don't have to get out of my pajamas. Like, (laughs) like, thank god. And like, I still like going out places, I still like having fun, I love karaoke and I love dancing, but a lot of people don't like doing that soberly, and I fucking do. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Whether I'm drunk or I'm sober, I just really like dancing. And I realized in most situations that don't involve, like, liquor, like at a bar or, like, at a club, I'm, like, the only one dancing. Because everyone else is like, oh, no, I'm too shy. I don't dance sober. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Sucks for you. You should try it sometime. Just grow the balls. And honestly, I think... It's more attractive to try. I've seen some funky dancers out there, y'all. Like, I have seen some funky dancers. We all have, you know, when you're on the dance floor. Okay, there's this one dude, right? Love the guy. Dated him for, like, two weeks. His name was June. His name is June. I don't talk to him anymore. You don't know him, so it doesn't matter. Um, anyway. So, I... Started dating this guy for two weeks. There was a language barrier, so it was a very interesting date. We just kind of like, like went to karaoke, sang, you know, ha- did the nasty, and just kind of that's all we kind of did because 
we didn't know a lot of each other's language. <laughs> I was in Korea at the time. Anyway, and he was like, okay, are you going to go out? You know, we mastered, we somehow understood each other and was like, okay, I'm going to go out with my friends, have a few drinks, you should come. You know, a lot of hand gestures and like, ooh, dance, you know. And so he's like, sure. Or I think he said sure, and because he obviously came out. And we <laughs> were dancing, me and my friends. And I see him coming in the club and I'm like, oh, here he comes. You know, and he's dressed up cool, you know, dressed up nice. And he, he does wear a little makeup, I guess. Some Asian dudes do, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? I don't care if you wear makeup or not. Whatever. You do you. Anyway. So, he gets on the dance floor. And I'm like, oh man, here he comes. Here he goes, you know. And I I really wasn't planning much. I didn't, like, think that I was going to get blown away or anything. But I was just thinking, oh, you know. He, I, I met him at the clubs. He probably dances a lot. Must be decent. And so, of course, the music starts... And this guy starts dancing. You know how the music... I'm gonna make up a tune. But you know how, like, music usually goes like... Dun-dun. 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 Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Or whatever, right? I'm just making up a tune. Say you were listening to salsa. We were obviously listening to some kind of hip-hoppy, twerky song. So I was like... Right? And this guy... If the beat goes like, he would dance like this. Like, I don't know what the hell. Like, if the beat goes one and two and three and four, one and two and three and four, right? Then you'd like do a little kick, like one and two and three and four. Hey, this guy, everyone was like one and two and three and four, was like one, two, three, five, six, one, three, five, you know? Like, no sense of beat. Well, it's like the one person that claps when no one else is clapping. When everyone's like, clap, clap, clap. And then there's that one person that's like, clap, 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 clap. You know, and they can't really get the concept of, like, the beat. I don't know. Some people just don't. I don't know why, but they just don't. <laughs> I, I keep on saying that because I want to have a good excuse to why this person probably didn't get it, but I really don't know. Why? <laughs> anyway. And so, I'm like, oh shit. This guy really doesn't know how to dance. But it doesn't really matter. Because, you know, he he tried. And, you know, he, we were on a date with some friends, having some drinks. It's supposed to be a fun time, you know? It would be more awkward if you didn't dance, even if you sucked balls. Because I'm not going to lie, I'm not a good dancer either. But you just kind of close your eyes. If you can drink, take a few shots, and you'll be fine. But yeah, this dude was not a good dancer. And I was blown away at how, you know, unimpressed I was by his dancing. But I continued to date him for the following past two weeks because, you know, he seemed like a cool dude. And it doesn't matter if you dance ugly or not. Just do it. <sighs> I'm kind of getting that point. I'm getting to that point in my life with singing, too. Like, in Minneapolis, I don't know if other cities have this, too. But in Minneapolis, there's always, like, that one black guy that's, like, old. Like, 58 years old. And he's always sitting on the bus. 
belting out some tunes. You know, sometimes religious tunes, sometimes like something else. You know, and there's always that one person. You know, it doesn't have to be a black guy, but sometimes, supposedly, you know, in Minneapolis, sometimes there's one. Sometimes it's a homeless person. Sometimes they're white. Sometimes they're just, whatever, tripping on some acid or something. But anyway, long story short, in Minneapolis, there's always a place with a person that just sings like they don't even care. Like, nobody's watching. Someone, like, belting out their new CD, like their new hits or whatever and they're not even good like they're not like you know like you're not gonna be blown away impressed but it's good enough where you're like for free on the bus I'm not really gonna complain much you know I can do this I can just sit here and enjoy the bus and enjoy the song there's always somebody like that in Minneapolis there's always a saxophone player in Nicollet Mall always <laughs> I bet it's the same guy too. All these years, every time it comes to like Christmas time, I like walk down Minneapolis, the Nicollet Mall area. There's always a guy on the saxophone playing some tunes. Always. I'm interested to see how other cities are. Like, what do other people enjoy about their cities? Like, one thing that I enjoy about my city is you really can't get that bored you know even if you walk down the street you're like oh today's gonna be a normal day nope tonight is not gonna be a normal night not for you not for anybody not for anything ever because when you walk down the street something could happen anything could happen good someone could jump you bad good you know maybe you could just walk home and no one would really bother you you know maybe you just run into a few homeless people they say good morning you say good morning Sometimes the homeless people will ask you if you want some shots with them. And, you know, sometimes you can say yes, sometimes you'd say no. That's one time I was coming. There's a liquor store on Franklin by Loring Park. Super janky. It's like where all, like, the people go that, like, they drink a lot. And not only are they homeless... But they're also alcoholics, too. And you go there, right? Uh, I think it's called uh, Lake Liquors or something. Can't remember. But, yeah, it's like by Loring Park. Kind of by the mail lingerie store. Um, Rainbow Road. And you go there, right? And the beer and the drinks are super damn cheap. But the homeless community always chills over there. And a few times I've walked back there and there's always a guy that's like, Hey! Hey, Shawnee, how are you? And I'm like, hey. Like, you know, I hope you're having a good day. You know? And he's like, hey, you know, we're just having a few shots. You want to join us for some shots? You drink? And I, like, I'm like, you know, I usually do, but... I don't really take shots from strangers, you know, I haven't done that since the beginning of COVID. And, like, I just don't (laughs) take random shots in the middle of the street anymore. (laughs) And they're like, okay. But there are a bunch of nice people over there. I feel like when people are doing drugs or drinking, sometimes that brings the nasty out of them. Sure brought the nasty out of me, that's for sure. 
nasty, not in a good way. Like nasty in a mean way. So, it was very interesting. It's been very interesting. But I think that's one thing I like about Minneapolis is you never really get bored. You can never get bored here. Never ever. Alright, I finally got home. Sometimes I like to talk in the dark because I'm scared of the dark. (laughs) But thank you for listening and have a good night, okay guys? Have a good night and safest of travels.